Welcome to the new revolution in fitness and performance. The Ardella Training Podcast. Forging athletic bodies around the world. Here's your host, physical therapist and strength coach, Scott Ardella. Hey guys, if you're looking for top-level strength and conditioning equipment and gear, my primary resource is Rogue Fitness. Rogue has exceptional quality kettlebells, bars, plates, sleds, conditioning equipment, home gym racks, apparel, and everything you need to train strong and get results. I've been recommending the kettlebells for a long time, but all the equipment and gear is top-notch. So if you're looking to add equipment or start building your home gym, Rogue is the place to go. Go to ardellotraining.com slash rogue and check out all the great equipment, accessories, and apparel. Again, that's ardellotraining, R-D-E-L-L-A, training.com slash rogue, R-O-G-U-E. All right, guys, what's up? It's Scott. Thanks for being here and joining me for episode number 125. In this week's show, I've got seven strategies to either prevent injury or help you deal with injury if they do occur. Now, this is a topic I'm really passionate about and I take very seriously. I've had a major injury in the past and I take injury prevention as training goal number one, as the top priority in good training. Now, before we get started, if you like the show, please be sure to drop in your review in iTunes or Stitcher. And also, if you have any feedback or suggestions about the show, I'd love to hear from you. I've had a ton of great feedback and suggestions for guests on the show, and I'm open to adding anyone that you'd like to hear to the growing list of interviewees on the Ardella Training Podcast. So I'd love to hear from you, and thank you so much if you've already reached out to me. Now, as I wrap up this episode, I'm going to share a great book recommendation. This is a book that I feel you have to read. I'm going to tell you why, and uh, it is really, really outstanding. So let's get into the content this week, guys, uh, and talk about injury prevention strategies. Now, I didn't realize how many people are out there that are banged up with injuries. Now, I found out recently in a survey I did that a lot of people are frustrated about nagging injuries and dealing with injuries. So I'm going to share kind of my approach to how I've dealt with injuries in the past. And then of course, how to really prevent injuries, which is really what it's all about. And again, I know all about the frustration of dealing with injuries and how depressing that can be. And it's really uh, not a good thing, not a good situation. Now keep in mind as we get into these strategies, this is not medical advice in any way. So if you do have an injury, make sure that you, uh, Seek out your healthcare provider and try to get to the root cause of what is going on. So let's talk about these seven strategies. So strategy number one is really simple, and it's this. Don't get hurt in the first place. <laughs> and I'm serious. So what I mean is smart strategic training and programming is really where it's at. The first rule of training is to train safe, period. I can't emphasize the importance enough about proper technique proper movement, and always refining our skills with our training, whether that's kettlebells, barbells, bodyweight training, really any training tool, we really need to own our movements. 
We need to focus on movement, mobility, stability, motor control, irregardless of the tool. So safe training is the first strategy and not getting hurt in the first place. So it all goes back to really smart programming, uh, technique training. So I would encourage you to really assess your programming, assess your techniques, what needs to be improved, and are you really training as, uh, as smart and as safe as you need to be. Now, again, I'm all for training really hard and training strong, but safety is really number one. So that is strategy number one. Strategy number two is to get assessed, get assessed. Now, whether that's with a FMS, a functional movement screen, which I'm a big advocate of, or whether it's any other assessment, um, tool or assessment plan from another coach or trainer, someone that can really assess how you move. And the great thing about the FMS is that the FMS is a red flag indicator, meaning that it may tell you what not to do. So the FMS is a screening tool and it's important to remember that it is just a screen and an assessment of quality movement. And certainly there are things that go beyond the FMS that are important to look at as well. And if there are deficits in the screen or with any other assessment, then we simply spend the extra time to address those deficits. That's really the importance of an assessment is to determine, are there any problems? And if there are, then we know to work on those other things, those areas that are deficient or those weak links. So this is very, very important, and that is why the FMS and other assessments are very important to reduce the chance for injury. Uh, Now, I do think that there are other assessments that are important as well. For example, posture, gait, simply uh, set up positions with certain exercises. That gives you a lot of information, additional information about how someone moves and uh, tight muscles and and things along those lines. I think that the bottom line with whatever assessment tool it is, it really comes down to quality of movement and uh, joint position. I mean, those are things that, that I certainly look at that gives me a lot of great information. I guess the bottom line here is to get assessed from another coach or trainer. Even if you are a coach or trainer, you should still get assessed and see where, uh, things are and um, to identify weak links and red flags in your training and again maybe tell you what not to do or what needs to be added to your programming approach in terms of corrective exercise. Now whether or not you like that term corrective exercise, I think that uh, (laughs) you know certainly there are exercises that are that should be included into programming that will help to uh, quote unquote fix things. So I I believe that uh, movement, mobility, stability exercises, whether you call them corrective exercises or not, are really important and should be an important part of a good uh, programming approach. So that's strategy number two: is get an FMS screen or get assessed in any other way. That will help you determine any red flags in your movement, mobility, or stability. This is really important to help reduce the chance of 
any injuries. Strategy number three is if you do sustain an injury, uh, you do need to get checked out by a medical professional. If you have pain, you need to get checked out by an appropriate medical professional. Pain really changes everything. And if you're having continued pain with a certain movement, if you've had an acute injury, then you do need to get to the root cause of that injury and uh, find out what's going on and not try to continue to train through that. Uh, unfortunately, I think that this happens a lot where people get injured and they keep trying to train through uh, that injury and things get worse. So, And we're not really addressing the underlying cause of, of the issue of what's going on. So it's really important to, to get checked out from an appropriate healthcare provider that can help you determine uh, what is going on with that joint or uh, you know, local area that's involved that's causing you pain. So if you do sustain an injury, get checked out. Strategy number four is, th this is big, all right? This seems really obvious, but it's really, really important. Don't do what hurts, all right? So a lot of times people get hurt and they, as I just mentioned, try to train through the injury. Now, I am a big proponent of continuing to keep moving. For example, when I've had bouts of low back pain or problems through the years, after my big injury many years ago, I have found that it's really, really important to keep moving. But the key is to avoid the movements that hurt. Avoid the painful movements. If you're doing an exercise or a movement that is provoking pain, that is not a good thing. That's something we want to avoid. So don't do what hurts, but find what you can do that doesn't provoke the pain. I can tell you that even in recent years when I have tweaked my back, I have always been able to find movements or exercises that help my back and don't hurt my back. And I'm going to share some of those specific exercises with you in a later uh, point. As a matter of fact, in the next point. Uh, but it's really, really important to uh, avoid painful movement and then find what you can do that doesn't cause the pain. Now, if everything causes pain, then you don't want to do that. And I can tell you that when I had my major injury many years ago, that would have been the case because there was nothing I could do that wouldn't cause pain. So if the injury is severe enough, if it's really, really severe, there will be a point where everything hurts. And again, that's the point where you should be in your healthcare provider's hands and you should be under medical uh, guidance at that point. So hopefully it's not that bad where you can find movements and exercises that you can do safely without increasing the pain. So let's move on to strategy number five. Now, assuming that you have a mild injury where you can do some exercises, the fifth strategy is that training becomes rehab. Training becomes rehab. And I always view that uh, really our training is prehab. And the definition of prehab means that it is to prevent. That is a prehab approach. And uh, certain things that I do, I consider very uh, aligned with the prehab approach. For examples, for my low back, these are things that I consider would help me right now 
or have helped me recently when I've tweaked my back. These are exercises that I could do safely that would not induce any pain. So some examples of those exercises would be uh, crawling drills, crawling drills, number one, Uh, hip bridges. Hip bridges have been a a really fantastic exercise. That is something that I talked about with the interview with Dr. John Russin, if you didn't hear that interview, but really the value of doing a hip bridge exercise. That's essentially where you're laying down on your back, your knees are bent, and you're raising your hips up off the floor where you're forming a straight line from your shoulders to your knees. That is a hip bridge all right, that is a really, really good, good exercise for the low back that uh, typically does not provoke any pain symptoms. Another great exercise is the bird dog exercise. The bird dog exercise, uh, the dead bugs are fantastic. Again, that is a outstanding abdominal brace type exercise or stabilization exercise. Really fantastic for the back. And then uh, certainly any abdominal work or stability work that you can do that doesn't uh, provoke pain. And then pull-ups as well. I really like doing tactical pull-ups because the uh, distraction on the low back, on the spine. So what I mean by distraction is when you're hanging from a pull-up bar, the the separation from your uh, spinal segments helps to distract and take the pressure off of the intervertebral discs. So that's why I love doing pull-ups uh, in a prehab uh, approach or a rehab approach even because of the the separation uh, of the intervertebral discs with doing a, a hang from a pull-up bar. And then also the benefits obviously from doing a pull-up with the, uh, the shoulder girdle and the full body strengthening with a pull-up that are associated with that. So these are just some examples of uh, the training equals rehab approach. And let me give you some examples for the shoulder as well, because I know shoulder is a common injury in addition to the low back. So Turkish get-ups, again, are are wonderful for the shoulder. And even if you can't do a full get-up, partial get-ups or any component of the get-ups are really fantastic. Carries may be something that could be tolerated without inducing shoulder symptoms. Any type of loaded carry or racked carry. Certainly scapular work is very, very important. Range of motion exercises, pain-free strengthening, and then a rotator cuff specific work in addition to scapular training, movement, mobility, and awareness type uh, training with the, uh, the rotator cuff and scapula. So a lot of different options there, and I know some of that was kind of uh, general but it really depends on what the limitation of movement is. Again, going back to the uh, training versus rehab approach and keeping the exercises pain-free. That, again, is the critical key point to understand is to keep all exercises pain-free. Strategy number six is to ease back in slowly. So when you are coming back into your training, now let's assume that the pain symptoms have resolved. You've done a training equals rehab approach and you've kind of rehabbed back. You've gotten medical attention and everything is okay. Now you're ready to get back into training. It's really, really important that you ease back into things very slow. Uh, your strength levels will probably be decreased and you, you have to deal with that, but not rush back into things too fast. 
You don't want to do things too soon, too fast. It's really, really important to understand that point. And that's kind of the psychological challenge in coming back from an injury too, because you want to get back and do the things that you were doing, but you, you can't, you have to take things slow. And I'm just saying that from personal experience myself, it's really important for me to understand that and, uh, and live by that strategy as well and not come back too fast. Strategy number seven is to learn how to perform basic self maintenance. And this is really just doing a good movement mobility program, addressing those weak links. If you know what your weak links are, or if you've had an assessment and you've had a coach or trainer give you some feedback on your weak links and you know what they are, and now you have your kind of standalone corrective exercise program, your movement or mobility program, um, you know, work on that. And that's really basic self-maintenance. Uh, for great examples or specific programs or uh, mobility approaches and things like that, two resources for you. Check out Original Strength, the book by Tim Anderson, and uh, look at the Original Strength Reset, which is a great, simple uh, movement mobility program that I think offers a lot of benefits. And then um, certainly check out uh, Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Sturette. And uh, certainly there's a lot of uh, specific uh, things in that book that can help you in terms of basic self-maintenance to improve movement and mobility, as I've mentioned. So a lot of things here, again, these are kind of the, the strategies that I use, these seven strategies. Let me review them all for you here real quick. And um, the first strategy was to train safe and don't get hurt in the first place. So that is really the, the most important thing is to have safe training in place, use proper technique, proper movements, and always refine your skills. Number two is to always assess movement. Uh, whether you're a coach or trainer yourself, get assessed and uh, find out if there are any things that you shouldn't be doing. Address weak links in your uh, programming and, uh, and work to, to address any potential problems there. So get assessed is number two. Strategy number three is if you have pain, get to the root cause. And the only way to do that is to get uh, proper medical attention and uh, pain changes everything. So if you have a severe injury or a, a, a nagging prolonged injury, get to the root cause and get medical help. Strategy number four is don't do what hurts. This is really important, really obvious, but really important. Avoid painful movements. And don't keep doing things that hurt because it's not going to get better if you do things that hurt. I feel that you can always find things that you can do that don't provoke pain. So it's really important to try to find what you can do and avoid the things that you can't do or the things that induce pain. Strategy number five is if you do unfortunately sustain an injury, then your training becomes rehab. Training becomes rehab. You're not going to do your same training approach. Training becomes rehabilitative at that point. So you might have to completely revamp your training approach, your training program. And again, what I just mentioned, finding those exercises that you can do and doing them consistently to help rehabilitate the injured joint or structure. So that's strategy number five. Strategy number six is to come back slow. Very, very important to come back slow. Ease back into your training. Don't try to jump back too soon, too fast, and resume your previous training levels. And then strategy number seven 
is to have a basic self-maintenance strategy in place. This is very important, especially if you have identified any weak links or problems, um, any past injuries and things like that. You always want to work on uh, self-maintenance with those things that you've identified or have had problems with in the past. So these are my strategies on dealing with injuries. I hope you got value from this. Again, this is my approach to injury prevention. Literally, these are my, my seven things that I work with on preventing injury and then dealing with them if they were to happen. So one final thing in this episode, as I mentioned, I had a great book recommendation for you. And that book recommendation, I'm really excited about this one. I've read through this book in its entirety. And now I'm going to go back and kind of reread things. And uh, I've, I've already started to implement things from this book, actually. And that book is Can You Go by Dan John. I think it may be Dan's best work to date. Uh, his books are just absolutely awesome. I mean, if you look at Never Let Go, Intervention, uh, Easy Strength, which he co-wrote with Pavel, all of these are great books and easily some of my favorite books. But Can You Go is really, really fantastic. And it's actually a pretty short read. I think you can uh, go through it pretty quick. I pretty much read it in about a day. Um, I started the book and then I finished it up in, in one day and it was, I, I just started reading it and blew through it and really just an amazing book. And his information on how he assesses is really kind of game changing and his big picture approaches to training are so brilliant and so fundamental. I highly recommend that every fitness enthusiast, every coach, every athlete reads this book because you will gain a ton of insight and bits of wisdom from Dan in this book. And it's really a must read. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to write this book up um, in an article and do more of a review about this book because um, it's so important. And I certainly left a uh, Amazon review if you'd like to read that. Definitely check that out on Amazon as well. But uh, check out Can You Go by Dan John. I guarantee you will not be disappointed with this book. It is amazing. So there you have it, guys. That's it for this week's episode. Next week, I've got a spectacular guest. I'm going to tell you right now. He is a repeat guest, and I think it's the best interview we've had so far. You're going to be blown away by this one. So stay tuned for that and much more. And if you're not a part of Ardella Training, make sure that you join the community over at ArdellaTraining.com. You're going to get some cool free stuff when you subscribe. And I've got some very exciting things coming soon. And you're going to be the first to know about what's coming if you're a subscriber at Ardella Training. So I hope to connect with you there. Thank you for listening. Please let me know if you have questions or comments. And I'll see you next week on the show. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ardella Training Podcast. Go to ArdellaTraining.com right now to join Scott's tribe of passionate fitness enthusiasts. Get valuable updates and resources that will help you take it to the next level. Train strong. We'll catch you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast.